Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Alrighty, welcome back to episode 27. It's our second part special because it's my birthday month. We're giving you two episodes this month. Well, as we said in episode 26, the first part of this are single swingers. This was such a big topic that we decided we needed to split it into two episodes. And unfortunately, Mrs. Flamingo has had a little little bit to drink tonight. So he's going to have to carry the show. <laughs> and that's a poor situation. Yeah, she's a little <laughs> fucked up. Let's yes. just back up. It's It's been a rough day. We drove back from Oklahoma City, and today was the final day of kicking our kid out. Yeah, he moved out. Mama's uh, uh, feeling shell shock and empty nester syndrome now. Her baby's gone. So I got fucked up. <laughs> so perfect, perfect scenario record under here. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. We, we thought it'd be intelligent, but it's already on the downhill. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. And we released the last one. On a Monday, what was it, Memorial Day? No, Labor. Labor Day. Labor Day, okay. Yeah, I'm so confused. So I hit send at midnight the night before, and we went to a pool party the next morning. And you got your ass called out? Yeah, I got reamed right off the bat. So as we walked into the pool party, one of our friends walked up, and she said, so you don't think I'm a fucking swinger? And I was like, what? And she's like, your new episode. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot that was even out already. We haven't (laughs) posted it in the social medias, and we're already taking heat for it. Yeah, we got a lot of comments on this one, surprisingly. Yeah, right off the bat, we started getting messages and people saying, I don't agree with what Fuckface said on such and such (laughs) interview. And there was a lot of heat on it, and we knew it would be. It was such a temperamental and highly debated one online that we're just like, okay, we're going to put this out there. This may be our most controversial yet. Some of our views in this episode may not be agreed with. And we couldn't cut this one down. We couldn't put it in one episode because it's such a gray area. And the gray area is what makes it so hard. It's one of those yes. debates that there's never going to be a perfect scenario. So we wanted to send a shout out to Kathy. Hey, we love you, girl. You are still a swinger to us. Yes, definitely. We love you. You're one of our favorites. Again, what we're talking about is our single swingers. So this is hot topic all over the board. I think starting off, we are going to refer to the Urban Dictionary. What does Urban Dictionary call a swinger? So let's look at a couple quick definitions. Okay, the first definition that pops up, the top definition, a person who dates slash sleeps with multiple people at the same time. So by that, yes. Yeah, but that could be just a single person. That's what we were doing at the clubs. So that's not much different than being the lifestyle. So keep that thought in mind. The next definition, swingers can be couples, married or not, or singles. They have a sexually free spirit. Couples tend to be in love with each other and only share each other sexually with others. Sometimes this means swapping wives. Sometimes it means group sex. Okay. So we're still on a yes on that one then. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. A married, and it's highlighted married, person who enjoys swapping spouses with another married couple. Nothing about singles on that one. A person who has unplanned sexual encounters with numerous people who they are not dating and do not intend to date. A person can be a swinger while single and faithful while in a relationship. Said faithful, though, so... So it's all over the board. Yeah, it's it's everywhere on that one. Even Urban Dictionary, which is, again, kind of a Wikipedia thing. People contribute to it, but even the general 
terminology sways from one side to the other. So here's my question to you, Mr. Flamingo. Do you feel singles or swingers? For me, I would have said five years ago, no. Even three years ago, no. 15 years ago, no. But I think now I'm going to say yes. What's changed your opinion over the last years? I think we've matured. I think the understanding of the lifestyle has changed. I think it's evolved more from, I hate to say this, but the 70s swinger. The key party. Yes. Which that wouldn't necessarily be singles. Yeah, where it's couples and couples, you know. Because for me, I'm thinking a unicorn. Like if, if we had a, a unicorn and we said we only play with couples, which is what we typically say. Who's to say that that unicorn doesn't bring someone in as, hey, this is a partner I'm going to play with? They're still bringing something to the table. They're bringing something to the table. But even if they're not bringing somebody, they're still bringing something to the table. Our singles cover that in the last episode. We should have encouraged at the start. Go back and listen to episode 26 because a lot of what we're going to say is going to play off of different people's opinions as well as our own. Yes, we agree and disagree just like a lot of you do with a lot of the stuff that was said. Um, And we had people that were pissed. Yes. (laughs) But kind of like what Miss Katie said, who was our unicorn, she's coming in to fulfill her fantasy and the couple's fantasy. And I feel like that's what a single is. So I would say they're swingers. I'm going to agree with you now. And I was probably in the same boat as you when we first started. It's like, hey, we're couples looking for couples. Now, here's the thing about it is that was our dynamic and still kind of is, but that doesn't mean it is the only dynamic. In my opinion, swinging's couples trading. Yeah. But... I think the all-encompassing term now is the lifestyle, which that's what people were saying online. Hey, just because they're, the two of you are playing with a single, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's wife swapping. So therefore, it falls under the lifestyle umbrella. Yep. Which I've been, one thing that's been irritating me online recently, and you and I have talked about it a couple times in our travels, is talk about gray areas. Everybody wants to change the na- uh, name of swinging every couple of years because you know, there's the 70s, there's the 70s idea, then it became lifestyle. Now, one of them, what have you got? You're, you're, well, you're I'm just thinking that we went to a house party a couple years ago, and we had someone that was like, almost like. Causing a fight. Yeah, because he was just like, why aren't people fucking? Why aren't we swapping? And this is a lame party. You know, like, and we were just like, what the fuck? You know, like, our thought process was so different. I think that we're more open to the different terms, even though I don't like labels. We're more open to the different terms nowadays. And with that said, one thing that I was aiming towards here on the gray areas, on the terms, one of them that has been coined by probably the millennials generation is ethical non-monogamy, which is fine, which is fine at face value. But when we start talking about it, the word ethical fucks with us because in our opinion, ethical is our judgment of what is right and wrong. Now, how you swing and how we swing or lifestyle or whatever you want to call it may not be the same outlook. Well, just ethical in general, just right or wrong for people is so different. I mean, not only in the lifestyle, but let's talk about religion. Ethical means different things to different people. Ethical in medical field is a different view side. Like I, I have an issue with it being ethical. I don't, I think they need to take that out. So our view on ethical non-monogamy may just be, okay, you and I are in the same room and swapping with a couple. We see everything that's going on. But someone else's version of ethical to them may be, hey, we have full 
openness to play. You know, you could pick up somebody at Seven Eleven and go fuck them. Yes. And to us, that's like like, hey, that breaks our ethics. So I don't like the ethical part of it. I, I do Either. prefer I do prefer the consensual non-monogamy because, yes. in my opinion, that that encompasses it all. I'm consenting. I give you my permission to do whatever you choose or whatever we agree on. So I much prefer the consensual non-monogamy over ethical non-monogamy. Well, and with consensual, you're basically, it's almost like you're making a pack with your partner. You're making it binding on how you feel your consent should be. So we might be splitting hairs, but that was something that in our talks, when we start saying, okay, if we're not going to call it swinging or lifestyle, what is it? Let's move on where this episode really started taking shape from is Secrets Resort, which we are going to be hosting Podbash here in another month. So excited. So if you're not familiar with it, go check out Podbash event. I know all of us involved are pushing it pretty hard. The final details are being nailed down. I believe the resort is sold out. Yeah, last we heard that we were at 300 or so people. So It's going to be run in conjunction with Hallow Swing, which we've heard huge, huge stories on it before. So I'm actually anxious about that. We're hearing 1,000 people at night, which is going to be insane. If you can't it, find a target in that environment, you need to give it up. Yeah, there's no one to fish for you or there's no one for you. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand people you can't find somebody to play with. Yeah, you're in the wrong yep. wrong society. But where this was coming from is online, I'm going to say a couple months ago, Secrets made a policy change where prior to they were allowing any single males, but I guess enough people had complained. There were some issues going on and Secrets actually limited started limiting it to 10 single males per night which started causing an uproar online, which started uproar every possible group you can see. I'm sure every forum on every C4P, SLS, all those were hopping with it too. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Are singles swingers and should they be allowed at events and what's our take on singles? Now, I do want to take a minute to say that we're talking about singles, but we're talking about them as a whole. I feel like, unfortunately for the single males, they get called out more than the single females. And so we're, we are going to address both single female and male, but we're talking about them as a whole. And we need to remember that. But you mentioned before that there's not a fair scale. No, the, it's not That fair. the two are measured on. You know, guys will get blasted for something. And if a girl was to do it because she's a unicorn, and everybody wants a unicorn, she gets a free pass. We're not by any means male bashing in this. Some of it will be directed at things that the clubs and everybody can do better as far as the males because that seems to be the bulk of the problems but some of the, a lot of these problems go both directions both genders yeah definitely going back to pod bash i think now we're kind of at the point where if you're a single male and wanting this event you should probably contact uh, secrets make sure you contact them there will be some changes i don't think they're going to allow everyone in but they will probably well and i have to say some. that I mean, I'm going to jump in here for a second. I think with secrets, they're on top of the issues. They're not just letting this go on and go on. They're trying to adjust to the times. They're trying to adjust to the situation and get solutions. Well, enough people are screaming and they are a business, but yes. then they realized, okay, we've, we've screwed up. You know, if there's a thousand guys, uh, I'm sorry, a thousand couples and they allow 10 guys. Okay. That's one thing. But if there's 10 people there and then they allow that's a 50 50 ratio so hey look at your past numbers base a percentage off of that the club we spoke to and we'll probably reference them again the club okc they do a five percent single male based on rsvps for the party yeah and that works out pretty well that's one uh, probably a concept we'll push going forward 
our previous episode in twenty episode twenty six, Tamara talked about that when she was talking about the club, how they handle that and everything. So if you're curious about that, please go back and listen to what she said. Well, for us in our lifestyle journey, club experiences and dealing with single males was kind of a learning curve ourselves. Because as we have said in our past several episodes, we play with couples normally. We don't look for singles. And I would have to say that I think some of that is because of our first experiences at clubs. Our first club did not allow singles, so we weren't exposed to them. No, it was interesting. When we talked to the owners about it, they basically took a vote every two or three years or when they felt necessary and said, you guys want to allow single males in. And the majority of the clubs said, no, we don't want single males. We want it to be couples and single females. So I'd say our first five, six, seven years, well, not really because we did venture out, but our home club, it didn't allow any single males. Starting off, all that we heard were the horror stories, literally. With that said, the unicorns were horror stories because we would hear stories of them going home to play with couples and not leaving where they were trying to kick the bitches out. Literally, at the end of the weekend, two or three days later after play. So when we say some of these situations are pointed to both gender, that's what she means. Our first experiences with unicorns probably weren't the best. No, that's why I'd say we are a little hesitant. We really, we've been leery. We've been leery. <laughs> Again, we, we heard horror stories on the guys. We'd seen horror stories on the unicorns. When we started venturing out, we started going to the club OKC and started being exposed to some single males. Again, no bad experiences really starting off. Uh, but no, I don't think so either. Kind of what we said earlier, they, they did a 5% rule of the RSVPs that many single males were allowed. So it, it was a good mix. Now, when we started going to different markets and bigger markets, one thing we found is instead of being private clubs that were doing personal screening, it was now if you could afford the cover charge, you're allowed to get in. And to me, that was more of an issue because I felt like they were bigger jerks because they're paying let's say $200, so they're expecting something. Yeah, we found out real quick that just because you spend $200 to get in doesn't necessarily mean you're clearing out the riffraff. Yes. It may just mean they have more money and you're still running into the same basic issues that they think they're entitled they're to something. demanding. Now, still on that idea, we've kind of, over the years, come to the consensus that clubs can charge whatever they want and let whoever they want in. I think the most notorious example we've seen is the Green Door in Vegas. Oh, they God. allow they allow anybody in, single males in. It isn't necessarily lifestyle guys. I'm gonna go out and say that 99% of those guys milling around are just guys off the strip or heard about it or seen it on internet. They heard there was a sex club, and so as couples, I say this all the time: we are fucking animals in the zoo. They're yeah. there to watch us, to play with us, to pet us, and we know. So for these clubs that aren't doing any screening as to who they let in, I say let natural selection take its course. If they won't let any single guy in that can afford it, they'll basically become the green door. Now, if you go, if you've been to the green door, it's an amazing club. But oh, yeah. But there's 200 single guys walking around with their dick in their hands and two couples. It's not a swinger club. So any sex that goes on there, and we know people that have been pretty wild that have gone there and they said, it, it's seedy, we won't go back. That's kind of our opinion on clubs letting single males in. If they're not going to do any vetting, hey, run your business. But eventually it's going to become the green door. You're going to have a bunch of single guys walk around with their dick in their hand and no couples that want to go there. And the couples that are quality and want to go places, as well as the quality guys that are wanting to make friendships and hookups, they're going to the nice club. So I say sometimes uh, natural selection will run its course on these clubs that do no screening. 
Yeah, and let's clarify the uh, dicks in the hand comment. When we went to the green door, and I think we covered this in an episode, these guys are jacking off in your bubble, in your space. It's not, I mean, they're voyeurs, but it's like a sleazy voyeur where they're right next to, there was a guy right next to Mr. Flamingo literally jacking off almost on him. And I was like, dude, seriously, you don't have consent to do that? Well, let's jump into the meat of this topic. Why does everybody have such a hate for singles? Do we have a problem with singles? I would honestly say no. And it blows my mind because, like I like we've said, we typically play with couples. I know that for me, I find myself taking up for singles, especially single men. And it's bizarre because I do not hunt for them. We have always been couple-based. So that's what we started with. That's what we're comfortable with. That's our goal. That's our preferred dynamic. Yes. But by the same token, you also just believe in human decency. Some of these guys that are getting their asses lit online and in person really don't deserve it. No. And I would venture to say the people that are blasting them have made zero effort to get to know them or even speak to them. They just, they go with a... I would say a crowd mentality. The mob, the mob mentality. The mob They're going to burn them at the stake. Yep. So have we ever had problems with them? It took us a while before we are in contact with them. Do you think we ever had problems with them? Males, no. I can't think of a single male, but I'm a bitch. So I'm kind of unapproachable, I think. That RBF, that resting bitch face will keep people in check. And here I am like, like, oh shit. No, I, I don't, I shut it down pretty fast though. Now, unicorns, we've had a few issues with, but not single males. For once, you're nicer than me. <laughs> I'm always fucking nicer than you. Okay, so if, I think if we're a pretty good cross cut of the lifestyle ideas, why do you think so many people have problems with single males or singles in general in an event? Honestly, from talking to a lot of people, I think it boils down to a couple things. I think that some of the single guys are pushy or they're kind of creepy. And I think the husbands are kind of insecure. What? Yeah. I think they're insecure on so what a single guy will bring to the table. Let's let's get juicy on that. Elaborate. Why do you think a guy's insecure about other guys being there? Well, looks, performance, they can cause the husband to have ED if they're fitter, bigger, all kinds of different varieties of things Intim- happening. Intimidation? Intimidation, yeah, yes. That's intimida- the word I'm thinking Intimidated, of. and now it's uh, the guy that's a single guy. He's bad. Yeah. Well, I'm going to run that out there. Do do women have this issue? Have you ever have you ever been intimidated by a unicorn in any scenario? I have to say, it, for females, it's a little bit different. I'm not, but a lot of females are catty, and they do body shame. So they'll get like, but I don't think that they're intimidated by physique. As much as I think you get, when you boil it down, you peel the surface back, it's more about the emotional surface. Or you could go one step further, and I would say based on sexual positivity. Yeah. That if you're if you're sexually confident, and you're like, yes. hey, I'm, I'm, you know, we're there to make friends and fuck. I think some people forget the second one. Yes. And if you're, you know, if you're a headstrong woman and, you know, you're showing interest in a guy, you know, that, that may rub some wrong. Yeah. I agree. And that's what I was saying. It's more, it's more about the, the mental connection or this and that, where you get kind of like, maybe she connects with my husband a little bit more than, and for having issues, or if there's not issues, they're on the same sexual aura where, you know, you could be on something different, looking for something different for the night. I don't think it's about physical where I think guys is more physical where girls, it's more emotional. 
So you think the guys just don't want to have another dick to compete against. Yeah. They're saying it increases their odds if they don't have something that their wife's attracted to or another wife would be attracted to. Yeah. It raises their stakes. Yes. You yeah. might be you might be cutting some pretty deep on that one. Well, I mean, but how many times I hate it when people compare dick sizes. How many times have you heard, well, oh, I have this uh, single guy. He's got a huge dick. And you can see the husband, like, if you watch the husband when they say Start that. Start shrink. Yes. Like, and not, I'm not talking about his penis shrinking. I'm talking about his body language shrinks. He's like, oh, shit. You know, like he's getting insecure right there. And that's not what it's about. It's the toy. That's the toy that you're bringing in. You shouldn't be that way for the night. Well, you've identified from a guy's point of view, which you think it is, which that's probably pretty accurate. I haven't really thought about it like that, but it could be pretty close to the truth. Now let's look at it from a woman's position. Why would a woman not want single guys there? If she's straight, it seems like she would want some. Hmm. This is kind of a hard one. I would say the complaints I've heard are more of a safety issue. Well, that seemed to be the number one complaint in stories and kind of where secrets started it is single guys were ending up in the playroom uninvited. They paid their money. They see people playing. They think they need to play, and they take stabs at things they shouldn't be. Yep. Which one of our couples, Hulk and Hottie, mentioned that in episode 26, the first part of this, that, hey, he was fine with them being there. They play with them occasionally, and during the day it was fine, but at night they kind of went into hunting mentality, and he made mention that his wife was going to the room, and a group of them followed her to the room and was following her around. Now, if you were to flip that scenario a little bit and they were just kicked back in a lawn chair and she was to walk by and they were to say hello, it wouldn't be near as intimidating. But when you have one or multiple guys following a young lady around, you know, I can see a girl feeling unsafe right there. Well, I'm talking about the pool party. That's one thing that happened, like, I would say with with me is that I'm naked at the pool parties, let's be honest. No. And so I'm at the deep end trying to suntan and I have all these single guys kind of swarming me. Was it uncomfortable? For me, at first I was like, oh shit. But then I was like, I took a breath and I was like, they're just talking to me. They're just trying to get to know me. They're filling me out. And Well, you're naked as long as nobody was making unwanted sexual advances. They weren't touching Um, me. They weren't trying to do anything sexually that they shouldn't have been. The pool party two days ago, I positioned myself around three naked girls that were talking or chatting with them. So that's what we're there for. Yeah. As long as you're not being improper. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I I mean, just a side note, I think people forget why you're at a lifestyle pool party. You're there to get to know people, see if you want to play with them or not play with them. And that's what these single guys were doing in the deep end is they were like, hey, there's a female. Let me go talk to her. They're shooting their shot, which... You know, you're a pretty girl, and that's what they're there for. Yeah. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel creeped out. I didn't feel away because I just kind of, I took a deep breath and was just like, they're getting to know me. And then one of them that was really interested in me actually swam over to you immediately and was like, hey, I just talked to your wife. And you were like, okay. Yeah, I remember him. And I'm kind of like, do you need something else? Nice to meet you. Which I guess it was a polite thing to do. Yes. I, it, it was a polite thing to do. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from him. But... I wasn't going to give me more validation than that. I was shooting my own shot with a young lady at the time. So, but yeah, that was a nice gesture. You yeah. know, I wasn't going to give him any, I wasn't going to give him any permission to do anything. Even if he asked that's between you and him under our rules. Yes. But the other thing that popped in my mind is, you know, I, you would say, Oh, I talked to this guy. I talked to this guy. I talked to this guy. I don't remember ever saying, okay, which ones were singles? Yeah, exactly. Because honestly, I didn't give a shit. You know, you know, your rules, you weren't playing with any of them. If you wanted to play with any of them, that'd be a different discussion. 
you didn't say this this group of guys was doing this and this to me and being creepy. So there wasn't any need for me to even give a shit if they were single or not. Yeah. My deal is like, hey, you're a pretty girl. If they're not shooting their shot, they're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can tell you, I've been drinking because I'm all like, mm-hmm. Do you need compliments? <laughs> Do you need validation in that? <laughs> Let's not make this a four-hour show of me kissing your ass. I'll take it. Well, another example that we had was... uh not in New Orleans, a couple years ago, we had friends that a single guy followed them from the playroom, down the elevator, through the floors, to their bedroom door, and asked if they wanted to play. He could have saved about 300 steps and just asked them as they walked by the room he was in. Or hell, get on the elevator with them and be like, what are you guys looking for? Get off at a different floor if it doesn't work. That's creepy. Yeah, I wasn't about that one. Well, as a guy, I can't say I've had a lot of problems that the women have. You know, we hear about guys impeding themselves in situations they shouldn't. I can't necessarily say we've had that with unicorns or seen it with unicorns, but I would say you get a group of unicorns that want to be the center of attention and it can cause a little bit of a ruckus. Is that a bad thing? I guess some women might get a little twisted off that they're not the center of attention. I think that doesn't fall under as a... uh... I don't know. It's not that big of an issue. It's more of an annoyance where I'm just like, oh, fucking single unicorn over there has to be the center of attention. You can usually spot that group, though. It's like yes, bachelorette party gone wild. Yes. And it's sad because I'm like, you don't need to be that way. That's personal judgment. Somebody else may get entertainment out of it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier from some of our Arkansas experiences, one thing that we kind of shocked us when we first got into it was unicorns looking for gifts or money even or trips or housing cars we've (laughs) i I can say we've seen it all now i I think we probably border on the line of a woman's body is hers to do with and really don't have any problem with legal sex work as long as it's consensual but some of the crap we saw early on we're like this is borderline just flat-ass prostitution well and what's crazy like i said we have evolved quite a bit we understand more this is this is completely different than people that are into the sugar daddies. For me, this is the unicorns that take advantage of couples just to gain materialistic things. Where the couples are not... I, there's a difference. There's a difference in sugar dadding and there's a difference in these unicorns that take advantage of the couples. I mean, I just don't know how to explain it, but there's a big difference. It's been a couple of years that, that we've seen it online, but there for a while, there were new girls coming into it. Oh, somebody needs to be buy me this outfit. Oh, these shoes would be great for me. Oh. Buy me who, a trip to Cancun. Who wants to take me to Cancun? It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to take me to Cancun? Fuck that. <laughs> I know, right? I'll wash your goddamn car. <laughs> All right. We're kind of rehashing some of the shit that we've talked about on other episodes and stuff. So let's kind of focus back in because I know you're having trouble tonight getting me all in line tonight. I'm multitasking tonight. It's like herding a cat. I'm just saying. But let's let's talk about some of the different kinds of singles. Well, it seemed like single should be kind of a cut and dry term based on... No, it's not. We we go over some of the different ones. Uh, Let's just talk about a couple of them. First one, we got... Married but play separate. Is that a swinger? Yes. Elaborate. Well, for me, let's just talk hall pass. That's just the easiest term. You know, you're you're married. I'm just going to use you as an example. You're married. And let's say that, let's say married female. 
and you guys are wanting to play separate or I'm just not clicking with the husband. So I give you a hall pass. You're ultimately playing single with her. I guess you're right. That does make me a single at the time. I'm still married, but I'm on a single activity. I guess that would still be swinging. We are swapping. You and him aren't swapping, but you're swapping me to her and he's swapping her to me. Yeah. I guess that's right. Yeah. And we do see quite a few people that, for various reasons, play like that. Well, the next one and the ones we kind of want to refer to as being actual swingers are the true lifestyle singles. Yeah, because there's an actual difference in that. Surprisingly, when you actually boil it down to, they're the ones that have been in the lifestyle a while. They understand it. They're respectful, but they choose not to be with a certain partner. They know the rules. They may or may not want a spouse. Kind of like uh, Mr. Wrong or Wrong, like I kept saying. Poor guy. Saying. Poor guy. He's a good <laughs> no. guy and you call him Mr. Wrong. I'm going to owe him a blowjob. I'm just going to say Damn. it. Him I bet, and, I bet he'll let you give it to him. Yep. Him and Miss Katie, you know, like they were talking about they're in this to fulfill their fantasies or to fill couples' fantasies. So they're the, I hate to say, but the, uni- the unicorn singles in the lifestyle. Well, he made the comment he's looking for his swinger mate so he can be a swinger couple and then yeah. go on with another facet of his life. Because he understands it. But not only those. Now let's get to the... The singles that create the biggest wave in the lifestyle. The actual problem childs. The problem ones. The ones you hear about the most. You don't hear about the good ones. You hear about the shit show ones. Yes. So where do these shit show ones come from? What are we going to address them as? I hate to say it, but more of the frat party ones. They hear about a atmosphere of wild parties and sex and free pussy. Yes. Uh, strip club crowds. Which when we had our experience at Colette that time and met a single guy, which he started off nice in the evening and you asked how he ended up there. He said the Uber driver said, Oh, you don't want to go to a strip club. I know a sex club. Yes. Sex club. This was a non-lifestyle guy. It was a guy that was headed to pay some ones to some titties and ended up 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 the block. Yeah. Ended up in, in our, in our world. Yep. There's a big difference in the different singles and people don't realize that. I think you've got to be open to understanding there's a difference in levels of singles. You're, you're unattached, but there's... Not a one-size-fits-all. <laughs> I'm shrinking here as you say that. For me, this... I'm going to call them the frat party stripper club group. The bad apples of the singles. They're in it for the wrong reason. Completely for the wrong reason. What do you consider a wrong reason? I feel like they've heard that there's a sex club or sex people and they're wanting to get laid. They feel like they can get laid. It's easier. Like if you hear you're going to go to a sex club, what are you thinking? I'm going to get laid. I'm going to have sex. It's going to be easier than Tinder. It's going to be easier because people are going to owe me sex. That's what I think. That's why they're in it. They're going to pay the $200 because they can afford it or whatever to come and have sex. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Why is that the wrong reason? I like to have sex. I can afford $200. Why is that the wrong reason? Because you are completely missing the point of the lifestyle, the respect. It's a privilege to be with another spouse. It should be, but that goes back to the gray area and ethics. Why I keep wanting to throw that part in. That's, That's your ethics. That's not necessarily my ethics. I might be fine with a $200 wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, and I'm out of there. 
I don't know though. I would say 90% of the couples that are in the lifestyle want respect. They want their spouse treated safely, treated proper, treated how they would want them treated. They don't want them treated as degrading. And that's fair. Now that brings up the point that has caused a lot of problems is these guys coming in with no effing clue what's going on, going about the whole situation wrong. No, no education, no idea of what happens in a lifestyle, not a sex club, in a lifestyle club. And they're trying to insert themselves into holes and scenarios that they don't belong in without consent. And we say guys, but even the females on the flip side, because females, they can come in as, well, I'm bisexual, so I'm going to take this girl's bra off. I'm going to touch her. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I can get away with anything I want because I'm this. And there's still a consent. We apologize for Mr. Flamingo's <laughs> pussy out there. My pussy's out there making noise. <laughs> he may have to go outside. Fucking feral cat. Your pussy needs some attention. <laughs> I'm going to give my pussy some attention. The cat may get to watch. Now, I'm going to add a little side note. We don't have many problems with unicorns, but you had a problem with a wife at pool party recently, didn't you? Doing the whole, I can convert you. You'll be gay oh. by the time. Didn't, didn't you say you had a bout with that? And it's been a while. You say that, but I actually did last this last week. I, I don't know that it was the the wife as much as the husband this time. But I normally get the, well, I can convert you. I'll make you buy. I'm this. I'm that. I can lick your pussy and you'll be all Lesbian. giddy. Yeah. And I'm like, you can lick my pussy all day long. I don't give a fuck. But it doesn't mean I'm going to lick your pussy. But that's the same thing we've dealt with on unicorns, them thinking that because that's their, they're by furious that yeah. you need to be, or you're going to be, or they're going to make you be. Yeah. So that, that is a kind of a downfall on that. And it doesn't happen often, but there are times and it's kind of a mood killer. You're just like, I, I am what I am. I, I have the sexual choice to fuck what I want. And if you were what I wanted to fuck, I would fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's double back on the concept of married and playing as a single. What's your thoughts on that? I think they're swingers 100% because they understand the lifestyle. They understand the concept. They, they're consenting to an open marriage with their spouse, with their boundaries in their marriage. Well, you've pushed me a couple of times while I've been on the road to get out of my shell and actually attend some meet and greets hosted by friends of ours that I think I did one in Austin. I think I did one in Houston. I think I went to one in Kansas City. Again, you're pushing me out of my comfort zone, but it's friends of ours. I can't say it made it any easier. I do know one thing. I was definitely looked at as different. You know, even though I have a wedding ring on, I was still looked at and felt like I was being scrutinized when I came in as a guy by myself, even though I wasn't single. And even though I wasn't trying to pick anybody up, I just or felt like, play. yeah, I felt like I was uh, viewed differently. Which to me is bizarre because I felt like I was putting you out there in a comfortable environment where I knew <sighs> there's such a difference in you going to a vanilla bar and a lifestyle club. Like I felt comfortable sending you to that meet and greet without me. Versus me going to the rodeo yes. um, club without you. Yeah. If you just went to a vanilla bar, I'd be like. Why are you there? Yeah, Exactly well, what the fuck happened? I know what happens at those bars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and so that's such a different, it boils down to respect, I think. 
I feel like in the lifestyle, it's more of a respect deal. And I'm comfortable with putting you out there as a, I don't want to say you're a single, but you're going by yourself. I'm not there to play. No, because we don't play that. That's our rules is and our boundaries is if we're going to do something, you know, like you go out to this meet and greet in Kansas City. Here I am in Texas. You go to Kansas City to this meet and greet. You're going to meet these people. If And if you're interesting or interested in these people, you're going to talk to me about it. We're going to go see them. We're going to message them. And it's going to be a whole different scenario than it would be if you're at a vanilla bar. And I'm like, I'm okay. If you're down in New Orleans and I'm on the bourbon cam trying to see what the fuck you're doing. There's a big difference. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny. The Austin meet and greet that I went to, and I, I told you this, I actually had a guy that I was talking to that said, hey, my wife would be interested in you. What What are your rules on going to play? And I'm like, I'm literally just here to have drinks. I know the promoters. You know, I know a couple people here. And I said, you know, I'll exchange numbers and Facebook information with you. You can see that I'm real now. I'm not a single guy yeah. in here pretending like that. You can see we go to LS events. And if y'all want to, we can try chatting on the phone or dinner or whatever. But I was upfront about it. I'm like, hey, I'm <laughs> flattered, but that goes against what we, we do. And that also shows our marriage and where we are in the lifestyle is because I trust you enough to go to those events without me and that you're not doing something shady shit which is a whole new we'll get to that we've got a bullet point on that yes now with that said we do have a couple friends that i have actually only met them three times in person but you've known them for a year or two shout out to our peeps yep and for the longest time they thought I was fake just because they hadn't met me i had to wonder about that though because we have so many pictures on you like say our my Facebook is literally all pictures of you. I think they were just BSing yeah. you. Yeah, they just kept fucking with you. Because I'd, I'd be There's like... There's always something going on that I'd you be like, could meet up. I swear I'm not polyurethane. <laughs> so one thing I have noticed, if you are a married guy and go to the club, you are still paying single guy prices. Yeah, and we've talked about this. I actually have an issue with that. If I showed up the club tomorrow... And you just couldn't make it. But, you know, we had, let's say we had our friends from Colorado in and I was going to go hang out with them. What do you think I should be charged? Couples price, single male price? What's your I, thoughts? I think for me, you're, you're still a couple. You're identifying as a couple. Well, the people at the club should know me. I mean, yes. not like we're important, but, you know, they, they see us enough to know who they know our names. So, yeah. But by Tamara's deal, you're considered a single and you're charged. I'm by myself. It. As a single deal. And I kind of disagree with that because I feel like you are a couple, even though I'm not there, you're still identifying as a couple. And I think that that's how it should be. I mean, you're still going to play by our couple rules. You're not out shading. Let's talk about one other con on being a married and playing as a single. And we hear horror stories on this that, and I saw a meme on this that said uh, three out of five guys that are single aren't near as single as they say they are. Uh, now, I got a couple ways this could go. I mean, I could have showed up at that meet and greet and been like, oh, yeah, my wife says I have a hall pass. And he, this guy, whether or not they cared, which we've seen that before, yes. guys saying, I, I can play single, and then the wife doesn't even know they're out. That happens actually a lot. I mean, more, it's shady shit. Shady shit, that's all I'm going to say. Well, we've seen people say, well, if, it, if they're there, that's not my worry what their marriage is. But I think if somebody we knew... Especially if somebody we knew, hey, uh, you know, want to play with you guys, we would be FaceTiming their wife 
hey, is this cool? Let you say it, say it over the <laughs> Facebook yeah. to us that it, you know it's cool to do this because we the last thing we want to do is getting be a marital issue. Well, and that's the difference I think, especially for us, is that we are in this for a lifestyle. This is we eat, breathe, sleep, function, lifestyle. And so we're not here just to have sex. We're not here to break up marriages, to cause drama. We're not here as a weekend party trick and favor. We don't have any vanilla friends at this point because we live this lifestyle. Probably going to share too much, but we heard a horror story this weekend on a hall pass gone wrong where the guy had a hall pass and started off doing it and his wife wasn't happy and he was at double digits on the girls that he'd been with. And yeah, and didn't it, give a fuck. And was saying he'll take that up with his wife later. Holy fuck. I would, you would, I, I would be one of those crowd mentalities that was burned at the stake if I pulled that with you. If you gave me the freedom to do that and then weren't comfortable and I kept going, I would be, I would be done for. Well, I, would, I would be an obituary. And here's the thing is that you know that his wife and him were having a discussion, a debate, an issue between them two. And he's out playing with multiple people trying to get as much as he can in that week because he's like, fuck it, I'm in trouble anyways. Who gives a fuck? You're in this shit for the wrong reason. It's not about the numbers. It's about the quality. Quality, not quantity. Exactly. And to that wife, fucking ditch his ass. You can find someone else. Damn. (laughs) Marriage advice from Miss Kimmy, straight from the Zima bottle. Zima. What the fuck? Is this episode sponsored by Zima? (laughs) I did not drink Zima. I did have a 40 couple. Hush, hush, hush. hush. (laughs) I didn't throw my Jolly Rancher in there. (laughs) You're going back to middle school there. All right. That was high school for me, bitch. All right, let's get into a couple of the pros of married and playing as a single. I think they should know the scene. Well, you'd think they would if they've been around and been vetted lifestyle and had any got their feet wet and had any experiences. I feel like they should respect the lifestyle. They should respect other people's boundaries. I'd say respect the partners. That's always yes. one thing. If, if you've been doing this a while, I, my, my general rule of thumb is I want to treat another wife the way I treat you. Yeah. You know, that's one thing you know, I'll get complimented on. Guys, see, I see how you treat your wife and I see how you treat my wife. It's it's the same. You're not pulling any shady shit. I don't have to worry about you going in the room with her and saying, let's run off and get married or any bullshit. Now, I'm going to change this, this up for just a minute to kind of, this is not how we are because we seem to match how we play sexually. But for those that play separate, I think a pro would be that they can find someone else that matches their sexual vibe, their sexual play. Sexual appetite? Yes. Maybe it's different than their spouse. So not necessarily that they have the hall pass, but let's say someone's into something their spouse isn't. You can BDSM? Yes. They could play into that without having yes. to. And you can have consent by your wife or husband that, you can go play that, but yet we're still in this lifestyle together and not feel like your spouse is cheating on you or anything like that. So I think that could be a pro. The different lifestyle, the play lifestyles is okay. Well, that kind of plays into one of the first stories, and we actually repeated it to someone, how we were kind of taken under someone's wing. 
And the very first couple we met in the lifestyle, he was in a wheelchair and was paralyzed from the waist down. From a car wreck. And he took his wife to the swinger club so she could have consensual sex and they could both enjoy it. And, you know, she could get sexually satisfied. He could enjoy watching her. Originally, that kind of rang odd with me. You know, I was like, oh, you know, it kind of sucked that not being able to do it, but you still want her to be happy or you should. Yeah. If they they found that agreement, then that's, that's badass. Well, and, and thinking about that now, I look back and I think that was so mature of him at that time because his wife's safe. His wife is getting what she needs. He's getting the satisfaction of, I know my wife is being satisfied. I don't have to worry about her going out and doing some shady shit. So uh, that's the plus of the lifestyle. And along those lines, um, I throwing this out there. For some reason, I've been talking to a lot of people that their spouse is asexual. Which is what? What does that mean? That they are basically not into sex. They're not... That's me. I just do it for you. (laughs) That's me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I have heard lately of more people being asexual or having ED issues. So they're allowing their spouse to play as a single why they're I don't want to say working through their stuff because some of them are content they're okay with this but it's consensual that you know I'm having ED issues or I'm just not interested you do your thing and so I think that the lifestyle can be a positive for those people and I feel like those people yeah, they're swingers because you are sharing your spouse. Even though you're not getting anything out of it. Yes. That's an interesting way to look at it. So let's get on a little wilder topic here. One thing that keeps popping up online, and there was one getting ready to be hosted here local, and back to Brian and Brenna. I keep hate to keep mentioning their name a hundred times. I think we're going to do a drinking, think we're gonna do a drinking game where every time I mention their name, you take a drink. But they're, <laughs> they're getting ready to start hosting hot wife parties. What's your thoughts on that? You think we'd attend one? Which basically a hot wife party is where they vet out a bunch of single guys and the couple show up and basically choose from a room full of guys. What's your thoughts? <laughs> is it funny? Here's my thoughts. We would go just because we would be interested in to see how how it is. I personally do not feel that I'm a hot wife, so I don't want to be hot wifed. But now on the flip side, I do hot husband you <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> you whore my ass out like a $2 bill. To the point where you're like, no more. <laughs> no moss, no moss. I'm speaking Spanish now. No moss. No, I think we I think we would attend. We're venturing more and looking more into singles. You know, I, I want to bring a single male in because some of the problems we've had with couples have been where you've mentioned that the guy is so worried or not necessarily worried, but so involved in what me and her are doing that he pays no attention to you. Yes. And out of this, I want you to be satisfied. So, you know, I'd like to bring your inner hoe out. And But I think our vetting process is going to be, can the second guy perform with me in the room? Because I'm not going to just, I don't feel I'm just going to turn you loose. And that's maybe a little bit hypocritical because you've done it with me. But again, I don't feel I'm comfortable turning you loose on single dates. I just don't feel that's our bit. I don't know that I would want to go on them at this point right now. But I think if we were looking for good quality guys that have an idea of about what's going on, you know, some of these events might be the way to go. Yeah. And I think that we would probably look at a hot wifing event if we were into it more so than just going to a vanilla bar and hooking up with a single. Well, you joked about hot husbanding me and, you know, I 
I know of the criteria that I would probably run through vetting the guys at, just making sure that everything was on the same page. We had the same ideas what we're wanting out of this. How do you vet girls that you bring to me? <laughs> as weird as that sounds. I know it's surprising, but I actually do a little bit. I want to make sure that their sexual, I don't want to say sexual aura, but their sexual experience is about the same as yours. I want to make sure that... What does that mean? I, I know it's kind of odd. I want to make sure that they in bed match your sexual, your sexuality. Does that? No, keep going. You're making no sense. <laughs> I know. Here I am. I need another drink. I want to make sure that, I don't want to say they can handle you sexually, but I don't want someone that's going to like go and cry or that's going to be timid. <laughs> you need an alpha female, I guess. That I can break? <laughs> that you can try to break. And I want to make sure that they're not occupied by like, oh my God, what is my husband doing over there? Because I want to make sure that they're involved in what you're doing. They're an alpha female because you, you do tend to be more dom and you like the, I don't want to say the struggle, but you like the back and forth with an alpha female. I like them to try to put up a fight. Yes. Basically saying you don't want one that I'm going to emotionally scar. Yeah. I don't want something weak, you know, and so I do look for that. So it's not much different than what we do with couples, though. We want to make no. sure that there's going to be a good four-way. So I don't roughhouse them or anything, but I definitely can't deal with a timid girl in bed. Not going to be a good fit for our play style. Yeah, I agree. You want someone emotionally, sexually driven that matches yours, your same level. Does that, I guess? Yeah, that that'll work. You? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're making a lot of good points. Hopefully we can keep them rolling here. I hope so too. I mean, I know that you're herding me into this podcast tonight. You haven't been near as bad to work with as what I thought you'd be. I was worried in the first couple minutes. Well, it's because I can't read. My eyes are all crossing. So I'm like looking at you like, lead me into the next line. Well, I think going forward, there's some things that need to change all across the board. A bunch of different uh, scenarios and ideas need to be revamped. Let's talk about how the clubs can handle the singles. How can they revamp that? That'd be a place where it all starts. I think the first thing they really need to do is really vetting all singles, males and females both. I agree. It's, it's, it's been a free-for-all for far too long. Yep. I mean, if you allow these singles to run your club, you're going to have clubs like the Green Door that they're there to see couples and to get with couples. But in the Green Door, you have more singles. That place blows my mind because it is, I would say it was a gold mine. I mean, I, a, can, you, can you imagine amazing. an actual swinger group? Yes. Running events there, it, it's it's incredible, but it it's a business. Hey, if you got two hundred bucks to walk around and be creepy, you can get in. Well, and that's the thing is that the rooms are so amazing. Just the whole layout of the yeah. place is, is badass. Yeah. But couples don't want to go because it's overran by the creepy singles. Well, and in again, like I said, natural selection's taking it over. They didn't want to cater to the couples. They yeah. want this two hundred dollar a pop bill. And that's my deal is I feel like a lot of these clubs forget that. You're there for couples. The couples are your priority, not the singles. Because then you can be a vanilla bar if you want to be single. Kind of goes with putting the cart before the horse, basically. They're yes. not catering to what the market is, but they're catering to the one that spends more money. Yeah. But eventually, if the ones that they're catering to don't come, they have nothing to offer. Well, one thing that we've said in our early days and probably helped us was a lot of the clubs we attended had some sort of orientation where they physically sat down and ran a video or a PowerPoint and said, here's what you're allowed to do. This is acceptable. This isn't. No means no. They really vetted their singles. 
And I think that makes a big difference. Well, they vetted everybody. We yes. we bring up the fact that we weren't allowed into a club the first time we went there because we didn't have enough validations on C4P. I laugh at that now. <laughs> you know us. Let us in. Come on now. It was funny last night, the club we attended. Have y'all been before? No, we've never been. Yep. We'll, we'll cover that in the next episode. On the orientation, I think for everybody, male, female, couples, first and foremost, can you explain what consent means? While you're sober, explain to me that you understand what that word means. Well, and with consent, one thing that we did see at the club that we were at last night was one of the rules was just because a female or a person is consenting to someone else, it doesn't mean you have consent. It's not a free-for-all. Yeah, they had advertisement boards that were flashing upcoming events, and that was one thing that said, just because you've seen it happen with someone else doesn't mean you have the same consent as that person. Well, that, that's a good way to look at it. Is, you know, if somebody's tied up and people are taking turns fucking them, 10, you know, 10 guys deep, that doesn't mean that you can be the 11th unless you have an express consent. I mean, because that's one of the things that we hear, one of the complaints about singles in the playroom is, hey, I was in there with a couple or with my wife, and then someone just walked up and tried to put their dick in or walked up and tried to sit down on a face. You know, like, just because your spouse and you are playing doesn't mean someone else can just join. You need to get consent to join. Oh, and that was another thing, which a lot of people online were saying, hey, that's an easy fix. And they brought up the secret still that 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 was a couple complaints that people were coming up and trying to stick their dicks in a girl's mouth while the girl was involved with her spouse or another plaything. And everybody said, well, that's easy. Go to security. Here's the deal. If somebody does that to you while we're <laughs> doing it or you and I are playing with another couple in a random, there's going to be an issue. Yes. There, in, in our opinion, that's assault at that point. Yes. If you haven't said, come here and stick your dick in my mouth and basically said those words out to us, we consider that assault. And that, no, uh, Number one, and, it's not going to go over well with me. No, and if, if we don't lose our shit and murder them, You've ruined our evening. So in our opinion, you know, we've, somebody says, well, you know, that's an easy fix. Well, no, you fucked up my whole damn evening. We flew to Florida or wherever this event is. We spent the money to get in. We were hot and heavy with a couple. You have ruined our fucking evening. And now we have a bad fucking story out of it. So to me, it goes beyond on a couple levels, just in informing security. One, you've ruined our evening. But two, in my opinion, you've sexually assaulted my wife. And if, if uh, security gets to you before I do, uh, you'll be pretty lucky. Well, if security gets to you before my wife does, you'll yeah. be pretty lucky. I would say in our scenario, if if I get to him, because I have been known to punch a few single men, yeah, I take care of shit myself. Yeah. But I feel like if something like that happens, you still need to tell the facility that you're at so they can... I don't know, put a mark on these singles, be aware of these singles that are that are doing this. Because if you don't tell, no one knows. And then they can get away with that shit. One of the things I have a huge problem with, and we kind of mentioned it earlier on in this episode, was that the club here in Dallas, you Google it, it says sex club. So for me, if you take out sex club, you're going to get those people that think they deserve sex when they come in there. To me, it's more of a social club. You're getting to know these other couples. You're building some kind of atmosphere. Let's take out Swinger. Let's take out Sex Club. Change the name of it. If you need the consensual non-monogamous title, let's do that. But take out Sex 
takeout swinger because you're not owed. These people come in thinking that they're going to get it. They demand it. They're paying for it. We're not sex workers. We're not a sex worker couple. We're not getting paid to have this sex. But these singles come in that are in it for the wrong reason. These frat ones, you know, that fall into that category. And they're thinking that they're owed sex when they come to these clubs. And that's not the case. It's not a brothel, people. Exactly. It's not a brothel. Well, going back to the one of the original points, going with a percentage-based amount of single males, we think that would help rather than a free-for-all, which that was some people's argument online. Hey, if they can pay, they can get in. It's a lifestyle. It should be all accepting. Uh, we're, I think we're still kind of going back to the couples need to be the bulk of it. Yeah. Again, uh, sing, singles have a place in it. We're not going to deny that, but we think you know putting a percentage on attendance, one of the ideas that we've seen online and have expressed with a couple other people is give priority to your regular vetted ones. Hey, these guys are here every weekend. They're good guys, no problems. Couples like them. They fit the bill. And then give a smaller percentage to what we you could say was the new meat. You know, there's got to be wiggle room for new guys to get in. If not, there's not an ever rotating. They need to be able to be able to yeah. come in. It, it doesn't need to be every one of them. And if it is, then you can throw that event. And you... I would almost say that do it in two different categories where you have the newbie has a percentage and then the, the vetted ones have a different percentage. Yeah. With that said, as we've talked, we think that once you get to a certain point and you're okay, you know, you, you can have a hundred single males that are quality there and then a little more wiggle room for the unvetted ones that need to prove themselves. And I think that would also kind of play into pricing. That's always a debate as far as the pricing is what everybody deserves to pay. Uh, what, what are your some thoughts on that? Let's just throw out some random numbers. What do you think a couple should pay to get into a club? This is the problem is that there's such a such a variety in clubs, but let's just do a basic, okay? Yeah, let's just say here in the Midwest, what do we pay this weekend? Uh, we paid $70 to get into the club okay. as a couple. Which is fair. It was a nice club. It was worth it. So what do you think unicorns should pay? I know there's always that discrepancy that sometimes and they we, get free. What's your thoughts? We actually have a different opinion on this. I feel like they should pay, and I would say like maybe $20, $25. Give them something to kind of get some of the demanding unicorns out of there, I guess you could say. The ones that want to be there will come for that because they're paying that at a vanilla bar. You know, to go into a nightclub, you pay yeah, to that, go in. That would be fair. That'd be a, even in a typical club. And they may or may not have to pay for drinks, unlike some clubs. So yeah. they're probably saving some budget there. Now, one thing that we, I think, based on what we're saying on vet the guys and allow them free range that may rub some people wrong, we think after these guys have been vetted, I think they should be charged the same price as the couples. Um, I'm thinking if you're a regular, you've proven yourself, you've got a good standing with the club, you've got a good standing with couples, they should be the same price as me and you to get in. We talked about this. I think that they have to come at least five times. Well, going back to what we call the new meet, these guys need the opportunity to get in and prove themselves. You can't have the same group all the time or things become stale. So what do you think they should be charged? I would say that they still need to have a little bit of fee on there. So you... Not quite cheap as the vetted ones? Yeah. Okay. So there should be some reward for being vetted. Yeah. And more than more than the couples because let's, let's make sure they want to be there. And let's make it a little bit tougher on them. They're at the beginning yeah. to prove themselves. Yeah. So... I'd say on average, let's say 100 bucks. $100 bill. Yeah. Again, that's, that falls in line with what they're paying now, but I think there's some thought behind it. We've never understood other than they go by the mentality, we'll charge them 100 and keep the riffraff out. Now, with that said, what else could you do in addition to that 100 to start vetting them? Let's say that after five visits, 
because then you kind of know they want to be in this lifestyle. They are, this is a lifestyle to them. Let's after five, give them a cheaper discount. As long as everything's been yeah, kosher they and they haven't had any complaints. And yeah. I think if they have any complaints early on, they should probably, you know, maybe a yeah. one warning, depending on what it is. You know, going up and assaulting someone, like we've said, I think that's going to be a telltale from day one. But if they've proven themselves, you know, it's going to take them a little while to get their feet under them. They're yeah. going to hang against the wall probably the first two times. Well, and they're also going to do the, I hate to say the shiny object, like, oh my God, here I am. Let me, I mean, everyone has it. Couples have that too. Yeah. Where you want to bed notch or not bed notch, you know. So, but after five times, you kind of get that feel of where they're going to be. So we probably got some different views on pricing there, and that's just generalized based on what we see here in the in our area, at least. I don't see too many people screaming for having the guys pay the same price as the couples, but I think if they've proved themselves, it it should be a given. I feel like one thing that they ought to do is, even for new couples, and for the new meet, have a bracelet that's a universal bracelet. That way everyone will know they are new. And that would give people a chance to talk to them and to explain stuff. Because, I mean, we take couples in and we, you know, newbies, when we realize they're newbies, we'll talk about this is what the lifestyle is. This is what you're, are you okay with what you're getting involved in? And so I think that you should do that for the single men and females too. That's a pretty cool idea. I believe uh, Desire Resort does that. They give you the newbies a certain color wristband, and that way everybody, one, can kind of pick on them because they're new and go up and introduce themselves. But it also IDs to the playmakers and the poolside people that, hey, if you see these people sitting by themselves, get them involved. I think from the policing standpoint, if you see somebody acting up with a certain color bracelet on, you can say, hey, you need to tone your role a little bit um, yeah. <laughs> or it helps identify, you know, and help identify why they might be acting up. Well, a couple quick thoughts I had here, some things that we can kind of bridge the gap between couples and singles is first off, I think the clubs need to identify who they're catering to. Yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of getting grayed out quite a bit lately. Well, with that, during the orientations we spoke about, clearly define what the expectations and the rules are to the people that are coming in, both couples, newbies, males, unicorns, etc. That would definitely include playroom etiquette and rules. Some of these guys you turn loose, do they truly know the rules of what's allowed and what's not? Do they understand what consent means in this club? With that said, there are certain clubs we've gone to that are, they have different rules for, like, let's say the playrooms. Singles cannot go in there unless they're invited, or on certain nights they're not invited. It kind of gets confusing. Like Tamara, the private club that we had, we had, on the previous episode, she was talking that the single guys and females can go anywhere and they can go into these clubs. So you need to make sure your singles know what is okay and what the rules are and expected of them. I'm going to bounce an idea off of that that just popped in my head. Something else that was said online is there was a voyeur room and there were women or and or couples complaining that, hey, there were guys in the background jerking off constantly. You're in the fucking voyeur room. What does voyeur mean to you? Don't, you, don't complain about people jerking off. And here's the problem with that. And I just, like I said, it's so odd that I take up for the single men more than what you would think. But they're going to jack off. They're external. They want to touch their penis more. I mean, can you imagine? Have you seen a single female walk in, start fingering herself and playing with herself very seldom, in a voyeur very room? Seldom. I can't say I haven't, but it's no, very No, she's going to be on the bed doing it. You know what I mean? She's not going to be standing in the corner. So as long as they're not in my bubble, that's what they're there for. 
It's a voyeur room. Yeah. And if you got a problem with guys jerking off while you are in the voyeur room, go to your fucking hotel room or a curtained room. Yes, exactly. Now, it, it's not like these guys were walking into your hotel room jerking off on you. So, uh, you know, get with the program. There's a big difference when you're standing next to someone and they're all up in your bubble in your space and you're not in a voyeur room. Don't go to the voyeur room if you don't want that. Don't go to 7-Eleven and do this, but if you're in the voyeur room, it's okay. All right, we really need to start winding this up. We're going long on this one. But just let me ask you, would you be in the LS if we were to split up today? That's a really hard question to answer because I would honestly say no. That surprises me. Now, you were the wild one prior to us being married that got around. Yes, I will admit to it. I feel like you would be in it. I don't know that I would... But with that said, if I wanted to have sex with people, I would lean more towards the lifestyle people because there's no emotional connection. If I just wanted the sex, I feel like you would continue on doing the lifestyle more so than me. I don't because I don't feel like I fit in the situation by myself. Like I said, the, the meet and greets I went to, just I was uncomfortable. But you pick up more people than me. Because <laughs> I got game, but that still doesn't mean I fucking be it. No, I, I might... If certain couples we knew called up and said, hey, would you want to go out with us with the intention of sex? I would be down for it. But I can't see me doing the club scene and doing that whole bit. Maybe online, maybe not. Again, I'm not very good online. I'm not comfortable as comfortable with it as I am in person, but I also don't like to do the in-person stuff. The, Where the, I'm more the in intro- person. Yeah. I yeah, you, you enjoy, hate you, the online stuff yeah. and texting and stuff. But you know what's crazy, though, is to think we've been in this over 15 years. We live this lifestyle, like I said. It's like you live the health and fitness stuff. That's your lifestyle. The sexual positive atmosphere, this is our lifestyle. These are our friends. This is what we do. And for us to, let's say we get divorced, and then to be like, sorry, you're no longer a swinger. You can no longer be in this lifestyle. That would be hard. And unfortunately, people become widowed, they become divorced, but yet they've been in this for so many years, just like we, you know, like if it happened to us over 15 plus years, I would still consider us lifestyle. It's interesting. Hopefully we don't become single where we have to worry about this. <laughs> hmm, no, I'm kidding. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hush. One other random thing I wanted to throw up before we finish here is we constantly see people screaming online that they don't want singles in any of this. But what has been crazy is when we started doing some it, trying to find our interviews, we struggled to find people that didn't want them around. Got, got, got thoughts. What you think? I think that goes back to the keyboard trolls. They want to follow the mob mentality of, no, we don't want singles. We don't want this. We don't want that. But then when it boils down to it, they're actually probably the first looking for singles. And if these singles were not allowed in the lifestyle, where would you be looking for them? You'd be looking at vanilla bars with people that are going to interrupt your marriage and have crazy ups and downs. And there's a reason that we are in this lifestyle and we want singles in that are level-headed. Because if not, we would all be at a vanilla bar looking for fucked up people. <laughs> just, well, just another thought. How many of these people online that are screaming, we don't want singles, are picking up singles in the bars? There's a shit ton I, I, of I, them. I, I'm betting there's a bunch of skeletons in that and closet. And they have a shit ton of horror stories. All right, so let's close it. As we stated, do we feel that singles are swingers? Yes. With that said, do I feel like swingers 
should not be a term and we should all be lifestyle. It's archaic at this point. That term yes. needs to unfortunately die with the seventies. Yeah. We're not lock key anymore. There's, there's, get... there's no shame with what we're doing, but it's just, that's, uh, that's a term of the past. Yeah. Let, let's move on. Let's upgrade. Here we are in two thousands and whatever we are. It's 2021, babe. Two thousands. Two thousands. There's they're not making Zima for you anymore. But they are. With my Jolly Ranchers. All right. Is that it? That's it. What do you think? You just asked me. So what do you think? I'm I'm ready to finish this. I think they're swingers. Okay. We're lifestyle. We're living this life. Yep. So to everybody that isn't pissed and still listen to us, have a great time. Come see us at Podbash. And let's go Flamingle. Whoop whoop. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her nope, at 944. Nope, 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 nope. 544. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Did you smoke your tea? <laughs> you fire up fatty before we get recording? Maybe. I need to get you stoned to do a recording. This might be close to it. Wait, you're stoned? What did you take? <laughs> Too much herbal tea? Yeah. That would be funny having you tripped out or drunk for one of these. <laughs> that would be. I might be drunk now. From your drink? <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a shit show. We'll get through it. You might just have to coach me. We'll be good one. I'm texting Kendra. <laughs> Can you try to get some pussy some other time? We're trying to work here. <laughs> Don't be messing with my game. You have no fucking game. <laughs> Let's go. Let's roll out. Are we ready? If, if I've been ready, I'm waiting on your ass to catch up. <laughs> Jesus, you're drunk. I <clears throat> am.